Hello, Atlas listeners. This is a quick announcement to let you know that this week's episode was recorded in a way that you probably shouldn't record podcasts. Still, thanks to the magic of post-production, we were able to put something together that is hopefully actually listenable. So listen happily and enjoy episode 17 of The Atlas. Hey guys, welcome to the Atlas Podcast, episode 17. My name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief with Fanbolt.com. Uh, my name is Kai Mickelson. I am the creative director of Atlanta Movie Tours. And we have an insane show today. <laughs> I think insane. That's that's a nice subtle uh, subtle lead in. So I hear you're uh, you are in the exact opposite situation of me as as per typical in that you are not in a closet under the stairs, but in lovely San Diego. Correct. Um, I just flew in today, um, which will be yesterday for those of you listening tomorrow, which will be today. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I've flown out for Comic-Con here in San Diego. We got in a couple of days early. And I am joined by some fellow writers, and I'll let you guys all introduce yourself. Hi, this is Robert Prentice, uh, Managing Editor with 3F by Space. Uh, this is Meredith Jacobs, writer at Buddy TV. Hi, this is Jennifer Steele. I'm a senior writer at Fanbolt.com. And this is my uh, Comic-Con social crowd. This is our, our little group. We're the crew. We're the crew. <laughs> It does sound like you're rolling pretty deep, if yeah. I may say so. <laughs> it's our posse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I will say that I think Meredith and I will probably be the only two people in this city not doing this Pokemon Go thing, unlike Robert and Like actively Jen. during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually, they're, they have it up right now on their phones. They are doing it as we podcast. You know, I, I was just talking to my brother about this, and I don't know if this is a sign that I've that I've absolutely turned the corner, become like a grumpy old man, because I, I think based on how huge this thing has gone overnight, I have this like weird like I don't even want to look at it. I'm going to rebel against society, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just missing out. Maybe I need maybe I need to to let go of that and give Pokemon Go all of my private Google information. <laughs> I mean. I'm kind of on the same page as you, but also out here, battery life for one cell phone is a very important thing, and these two next to me are not going to have it at all during this convention. <laughs> that is a very funny side effect that I didn't even consider, but that you're going to see even more people at the charging stations, probably while they're looking. You know what? Somebody, what's it called? You put the, uh, the lures, you put the lure near the charging station, and then everybody wins. Done. Very true. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, Meredith and I have been like trying to like figure out what the heck these two are talking about all day, and we're like looking at it. And I just I don't I don't understand what's going on. But you know that actually makes me very happy, and I like that I was just because I just basically retreaded words I've read around social media. You know, <laughs> like the blur. I don't even know what the heck that means, but I just said it out loud in a way that maybe makes it sound like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, you you know more than than I do, so you're you're a step ahead of the game. I've always wanted to be a, a step ahead of you, especially with Pokemon Go. That was my goal. <laughs> you're winning. You're winning. Nice. Um. So before we kind of dive into all of the the kind of Comic-Con madness, I have to ask, have you had a baby yet? 
You know, I would like to think that if I did have a baby, I would know. I would have. I would have led with that over using the word lure in 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 context of Pokemon Go. No, we uh, as of today, the child is officially, I think, three days late. Because the due date was the 16th or the 17th, so we're still kind of waiting, and Bandy's just kind of hanging out. Aww. Nothing yeah. yet, so, yep. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm in I'm in countdown mode to, to whatever the, the countdown is for you guys, so. <laughs> it's a countdown. It is it's kind of weird to be in a countdown mode when there's no countdown. Yeah. Just soon. It's going to happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I feel like we both had so much kind of just craziness going on. I had my move last week, which is insane, and I'm now calling my new home my forever home just because I never want to do it again. So nice. How, how did it go? <laughs> was was there any was there any major catastrophes, or did it all go relatively smoothly? Um, pretty smooth. Uh, two broken plates, which is it's all right. That's not too bad. And I can't find my hiking boots or my router. But other than that, we're I just bought a new router. That was my solution to it. Um, but <laughs> I, I love that combination of things that are missing, both the technology and my hiking boots. That's amazing. Yeah, they, they weren't in the same box, so I don't know what's going on. But um, yeah, overall, pretty successful move. Really like the new place and got a surprising amount unpacked before I headed out here. I was still as of 2.30 a.m. last night, not packed. Um, so I was, I made it out here on like three hours of sleep and we've had a lot of coffee, probably going to need to acquire some more coffee. Um, but yeah, I was earlier, it was like, we needed coffee to get to the coffee. That was the state <laughs> we were in. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a lot of coffee, but Hey, you know what? There's a lot of in San Diego is coffee. This so is true. nice work. This is true. But yeah, that's um, that's pretty much leading us right up into all of the, the Comic-Con madness. There is so much going on out here over the next couple of days, and uh, we're all pretty stoked about it. That's, that's accurate, yeah. <laughs> As the two people, well, one of them is staring at their Pokemon Go game. I don't get <laughs> the, the other ones. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... I figured we could kind of talk a little bit about some of our, our favorite Comic-Con stories of the past and, you know, what we're really kind of looking forward to this year. It's interesting because over the last couple of years, there's been, um, with like D23 and other conventions that are happening, a lot of the major news that used to get released here is no longer getting released here. So it's kind of had a, a little bit of a change of dynamic over the last couple of years, especially in regards to film. And even with um, the TCA's uh, Television Critics Association, they do um, press junkets and all of that right before the new season start. Mm-hmm. And so that'll somehow or sometimes affect, you know, what they'll talk about or what they'll announce at at this event as well. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see how it's changed um, since I started coming in uh, 2009 was my first year. It it is. Uh, I mean, it, this might be an ignorant question, but the San Diego Comic Con is still kind of the like granddaddy of them all, right? It's still like the biggest of this kind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely the biggest um, by far. Um, I think it's like one hundred fifty thousand people um, that are here between guests and attendees and exhibitors and and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely still a a pretty big. 
big show. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. I'm actually excited to say that I've actually been to a Comic-Con before you. I mean, I totally cheated because I lived in San Diego for years, but I went to a Comic-Con in 2004. So. You went. Boom. Pokemon Go and first Comic-Con. Chikai Mickelson, number one. (laughs) (laughs) You're totally winning at life right now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, we um, we actually got approved uh, for the Walking Dead press room, so I hope that maybe we'll get some good teases for our listeners for for upcoming episodes. I'm going to have a ton of audio um, that we'll be able to play on upcoming podcast um, from basically any CW show, and um, we're also doing Mr. Robot, Walking Dead, Preacher. And I'm probably forgetting a couple other ones that are not on those networks that we're doing. We're signed up for Lucifer. Yeah, we're going to try to do Lucifer, too, if we can swing our schedule. So that's our Mm -hmm. Fox show. Um, But, yeah, there's, you know, doing all of the the panels or the the roundtables and the press things are really cool. But I think most of our favorite stories in this room come from parties. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's that's accurate. (laughs) Parties drinking. (laughs) That makes some sense. The handlers disappear. The talents by themselves. Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> we see things happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's always been some some really good stories, and um, I don't know. Let's go around and, and talk about like our favorite memories. Who wants to start? <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> I, ha- I, I have one for for last year that Emma and I ran into at the WB party, which was a. Uh, Drunk Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we should talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much we really want to get into with that. Let's just let's just say we ran into a a drunk celebrity. So 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 we we, we ran into this uh, drunk celebrity who had to have the entire bathroom um, searched and cordoned off for him to go into. No one else was allowed in there. And a few people that tried to go in there were nearly tackled to the ground. Um, so needless to say, that was an interesting turn at the, uh, at the party that we went to. That was definitely uh, memorable. I, I have to admit that, uh, just the premise of we ran into a drunk Mike Tyson. That's it. The story can end there. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Little, yeah. You just leave it to the imaginations because that is already amazing. I've never even pictured that guy drunk. And now that I have... Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> it was it was interesting. I think it was, you know, everything you would imagine that they joked about in that one movie that he was in. <laughs> I'm being vague so you have things to edit later. <laughs> How brilliantly vague of you. <laughs> um I think one of my favorite memories as I look to Jen and Jen oh, knows no. exactly what I'm gonna say. It was Jen's first Comic Con. Oh not that one. <laughs> it wasn't a party. Not a party. Um, it was the Mythbusters panel. Yep. Uh, I managed to get a picture with Grant, who is my favorite Mythbuster. Um, I was the first one to get over there, which was kind of amazing. And Adam Savage noticed me getting a picture and goes, well, you know, you can get a picture with all of us. Or just Grant. That's okay, too. I think my blush could have lit the gas lamp order of San Diego. <laughs> like okay <laughs> so yeah i was called out on on my crush on grant thank you that's that's yeah 
It's one of my favorite moments. First Comic Con. Yeah. No, that's okay. I wasn't traumatized. <laughs> so, so, so uh, did you? Were you? Did you get the photo with just him, and then with the whole with the whole crew? Is exactly what just... happened. <laughs> yeah. I feel. I feel like that's that's a winning story. That's a winning story. Oh yeah. I was. I was pleased later. You know. <laughs> Meredith. Favorite story? Uh, favorite memory has to be seeing the last 20 minutes of the Firefly reunion panel because they let a few of us go in for the Bones panel early and knowing that a lot of people had slept overnight outside to see it and then I just walked in was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So your story is a I'm better than everybody else story. <laughs> my, my story is I have better luck than other people. <laughs> That's a brilliant distinction. Well done. I have so many stories. Um, most of them not appropriate most for of them not public appropriate for this podcast. I was going to bring um, up the uh, waiter from uh, the Bayfront, the server with the drinks last year. That was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to. My favorite, and this is just because Jen was there. You might have been there. I don't know if you were there. My Jason Siegel encounter. Yes. I don't think was, was it just you? It may have just been yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I, I wasn't think I there was for that. there after and you told me about it. So maybe. Okay. Well, it was um the last year of how I met your mother and they had the whole cast here and I was in the lobby of the Hard Rock Hotel and Jen is like saying my name. She's like, Emma, Emma, Emma. And I was like, What? And I'm just kind of looking like all over the all over the place because number one I didn't see Jen and number two I didn't see what Jen was telling me to look at and then I see see all of these like security people surrounding this this guy and then I realized that the guy is Jason Siegel and anyone that knows me knows that my number one crush in the world and who I feel my soulmate is and <laughs> the person I'm supposed to be with is Jason Siegel and um, so we we lock eyes like eye contact and I'm like all right, this is it. <laughs> and so I, I have this moment where I'm just like, do I just go for it? Like, he's like, eight security guards around him. Should I just like run? I, I don't know. It was, it was a weird thought process that went on in my head. And thankfully I decided against it. Um, cause that probably is not how I want him to, his first impression of me to be probably not, probably not the right first impression. Um, but we made eye contact and I felt like, you know, there was something there. So it's a very some enchanted evening kind of moment. It was yeah. a some enchanted evening kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, I like that it plays out as a some enchanted evening kind of moment, but in your head, there was literally a choice of, do I just run and pounce on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, or do I just wink at him and maybe, maybe say hello? I love that's a, that's a big decision in life. It is. It is. I'm glad that there was some part of me that was like, no, don't do that. That's crazy. That's usually me. That's usually you. that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I actually, uh, back in, back in 2004, you know, when, uh, when I was at Comic Con before Emma ever went to one. <laughs> um, the, I, to, but, but my story actually is weirdly almost similar to Emma's, but, it, but in a very different context. I, the biggest reason I went is because I'm a huge Matt Stone, Trey Parker fan, and that happened to be the year that Team America was coming out, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's a puppet movie. Where yes. they, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so it was a movie I was super excited about, and I was a huge fan, and I sat in a gigantic room to watch him do the spiel, and it was fantastic and great. And then I was walking around the floor, and then I look up, and sure enough, there's Matt Stone and Trey Parker. 
And I always have delusions of like, one day I'm going to work on South Park just because I love that show. And then instead of approaching them to talk to them, because I didn't want to be like like gushing fan guy, I like creepily stalked them around the floor for like 10 minutes trying to figure out the right balance of how to introduce myself until I watched them leave and then stood there like a total jackhole who had just literally stalked Matt Stone and Trey Parker around. And a lot of people didn't even recognize them. They weren't like surrounded by security guards or anything. I was just a tool that didn't have the nerve to talk to them. I think so. everyone in this room has been in that position before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, won't, I won't name said person, but the first year I came, I did that. I purposely walked the floor intending on running into said person, but then made it out like, oh, we happen to run into each other. So imagine seeing you. Yeah, imagine that. So we, we and I just so happen to have this shirt for you. So yes, we've all been there and I think done that more than once. Well, but your story has has the ending where you actually you actually handed something over to said person. I did. So I actually let me ask you a question. In terms of how to name drop, I like that it's okay that we're talking about like Emma was about to jump Jason's seat. <laughs> But that drunk celebrity, we don't really want to say his name. And now this person you handed a T-shirt to, which is very, very intense stuff. We don't want to say the name of that person either. No. Nope. What are the rules? I don't, I don't know if there really are any rules. I mean, I think depending on the celebrity, some are more likely to get vocal about situations if you mention their name than others. Okay, gotcha. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I think I think my particular my particular encounter wouldn't matter. I don't think they would care. It was a Falling Skies cast member, which was a show that was on TNT up until last year. Um, but uh, you know, it was my first year at Comic Con, so it was one of those newbie moments where you do that, and then you realize, okay, in modern society, if I was out on the street and I did that to someone, I would probably get my self-arrested. So I'm not going to do that again next time. <laughs> you're being a little harsh on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, too. I think I think handing a t-shirt to somebody... Doesn't cost a t-shirt. <laughs> well, uh, not the act of the shirt, but following, you know, intending to kind of follow the person, you know what I mean? Right. As long as it wasn't like 3 a.m. in their dorm True. room, True. weren't wearing pants, wearing only a t-shirt that was a gift for them. To be honest, I think it's cool. Following them back to the hotel room. Yeah. That would be a different level of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think anyone in here has done that. No. No. no well, I don't know. know. In fairness, a lot of the talent here at Comic-Con is housed in the hotels that we stay in. That we stay in. Yeah. So, I think last year we shared a floor with Adam Savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple cast members with Big Bang Theory. We're downstairs in the lobby. A um, couple cast members of Teen Wolf. Yeah. We're downstairs in the lobby. But we didn't so. follow them to their hotel rooms. No. So. no. <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> you did that. I think that's a fair, like, oh, look, we happen to be at the same hotel. Yeah, it's perfect. That's what we'll go with. Yeah. I don't know. We've, there's just been, I think for me personally, coming out here, it's it's more about, like, hanging out with this crew more so than even doing, like, the interviews and stuff that we do. I mean... It's, we always have, you know, great interview stories and it's always really cool to be able to, to kind of, you know, have that inside access and be able to, to talk to, to people that 
are on our favorite shows or, you know, create our favorite shows. But I think there's something to be said just for the whole con mentality, which is coming out and geeking out with your friends. And um, just even today, like getting, picking up our baggage from like the airport. It's like you see people that haven't seen each other in probably a year, just like hugging and being so excited to see each other. And I think that that's what makes all of this so cool is it's just like all of the bonds that have been made because of events like this. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And and it's well said. And also you brought it back to be just like a like an awe moment from Full House. Like we should we should hug this out. That was beautiful. <laughs> we said I try. I try to try to keep it keep it sweet. <laughs> No, but it it is kind of crazy, though, to your point, like how many people are there and how kind of weirdly small of a community it really is. You yeah, know, it's, it's it's actually really cool. It is. It is. And it's uh, um, Robert Meredith and I all actually met on a, a set visit in 2012 for Falling Skies. We all met in Vancouver. And it's kind of cool how like that was like a two and a half day event or something. And like, we've all kind of stayed in touch, you know, ever since that. And there's actually one of the cast members, um, Peter Shakota, who's on uh, Marvel's Daredevil now on uh, Netflix. He's going to be out here and we're going to try to to meet up with him. And um, we have another another member, well, two other members from our crew, um, Tom and Aaron, who also went on that trip with us. So it's it's kind of cool getting like the whole gang back together. And of course, we've even though Jen didn't go on that trip, she's in our she's in our gang. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just cool. It's really interesting to me how you know TV and film can bring so many different types of people together who otherwise you know would never know each other because we all live in different parts of the country and sometimes different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask a question just based on because I lived in uh, San Diego all the way from seventh grade to thirty three, I think. So I was in San Diego for a long time. How do you? What do you guys think of the city? Like how 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 is it hosted for you while you're out there? I think every one of us would probably move here if we could. Absolutely, I love it here. Just for the weather alone. Yeah, the weather is amazing. It's um, it's a little bit hotter today than I feel like it has been in past years. Um, but there's something about coming, at least for, for Jen and I, and I'm sure for Robert too, who he's, he normally lives in Florida. Um, the kind of break of the heat here, it's, you know, it's not as humid and it's a little bit cooler. So it it almost feels kind of like fall. Although today it feels like summer here, it's upper seventies, but, um, I don't know. The weather is amazing. Yeah. And the sushi. Well, and the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we always do when we get off the plane is we go to um, Sushi Deli 2, which is uh, on Broadway yeah. and 2nd? Over by Horton Plaza. Yeah, over by Horton Plaza. Um, and it's just a yearly tradition. We do it every every year, and it's we love it. It's so good. See, here's a, here's a fun fact. Uh, at that Horton Plaza used to be a Planet Hollywood, where I used to be a door greeter. So... Isn't that fun? Oh, oh, all that in that little area. Yeah. It's been a while, but... Uh, no, I did go to Sushi Deli. There's a really good uh, Persian restaurant down there that I can't remember the name of that uh, changed my life, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. It's been... so. It's Honestly, it's been a while, and I lived in North County, San Diego, so I wasn't with the cool kids. If you guys go up to Solana Beach or Carlsbad or Encinitas, I'm your guy, but in that downtown central area, I, I don't. I don't have the tools... <laughs> 
Yeah, we haven't uh, ventured out of this area at all. Well, we go to Old Town, Old Town um, because the, the trolley takes us up there. Actually, that's where we're going to head tonight um, and get some, some margaritas and some Mexican food and watch the sunset. And yeah, that's our, our plan for the evening. But we kind of, we always hit the same restaurants every time in the same areas. Um, we do have a new thing that I have to mention today. Um, a new tradition that will be visited every year. <laughs> They're all looking at me. The sock store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I found a store that sells nothing but novelty socks. And I like, it was like the clouds parted and like angels came down. And I was like, oh my God, this is a thing that exists in the world. A store that sells only novelty socks. And it's huge. It's like a huge store. We were in there for like a solid 30 minutes. She's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, it was amazing. I was so happy. I bought a lot. How many of you guys, you bought a lot of socks. I would, I, I would hope so. Did, uh, did, have you ever, have any of you guys ever been there to San Diego, like outside of the context of Comic-Con? I have once. No. Um, no. No. I was here in uh, 2004 um, just as a part of like a vacation. Flew into LA, drove down to San Diego, and then drove from San Diego to Vegas. Nice. No, that's cool. I'm just always curious because being a local there, you could just feel, I mean, the city would just explode, even up to North County. Just all of a sudden, you know, yesterday I could drive around a little bit easier, but this week it's just always insane. So it's really cool that you guys are down there at the epicenter of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, too. Um, we're staying in the uh, Grand Manchester Hyatt. Grand Hyatt. I mean, yeah. What she said. Um, so we have like a really good view of the convention center from the floor we're staying on. And it's really cool to kind of see how that transitions from, you know, when we get into to Wednesday and then when everything really starts on Thursday. And it's it's really cool to see the amount of people and then just see how like traffic just like stops and it becomes something that you would not want to be in at all. It's Definitely don't want to drive in it. Yeah, you don't want to drive in it. I just, no. so many people talk about like drive, like staying outside and driving in or Ubering in or taxiing in. And I can't stress enough that if you're going to come to Comic-Con, like stay in walking distance of the convention mm -hmm. center because you don't want to worry about transportation or on the trolley line. I was about to say, at, um, at worst on the trolley line. Yes. Yeah. Past that. <laughs> I think one year um, we, Jen and I, we were, I'm not sure which hotel we were staying at, but we were on the bus, the, the shuttle. Yeah, we were on the shuttle to come back in and it took us like two hours to go a mile. And I think we just like, we wanted to just get off the mm -hmm. shuttle, but like we couldn't for some reason. I don't know if they wouldn't let us. They wouldn't or... let us off. The, they, we weren't at an intersection, so they wouldn't let us off the shuttle. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's just not something you want to drive in if you're. Um, you just you want to be able to walk to everything. It, it, stay in downtown if you can, or stay on the uh, the trolley line. Right, or the uh, the coaster, the uh, the California, uh, the uh, the main kind of train line that goes up and down the coast. You could you could in theory park further up and but that's a full-size train so that doesn't care about traffic and stuff so take there's an old there's an old town stop and a, and a top and a stop downtown i love that we're giving very specific logistics <laughs> very helpful it's important for people that haven't especially people that haven't been before um a lot of people have kind of um really not accurate mm -hmm. a really not accurate idea of what to expect it's 
from, from that angle of it to, you know, if you're going to be doing panels, um, you know, the, we all do press events. None of us actually go to any of the, the panels in the convention center. So it's, uh, if you're, if you're coming to that, you need to plan to get in line way ahead of schedule and only do one panel or maybe two a day if they're really spread out. And then also bring your own food. Don't eat the food in the convention center. It's horrible and it's expensive and it tastes like cardboard. Um, and I think they only take cash. They don't take credit cards. And it's all of these kind of little things that like we've learned over the years that, you know, you just, a lot of people don't think about, yeah. but it's, it's really important to, and of course the, uh, what we all call con crud, Ugh. which is, um, you need to take lots of vitamin C before coming to comic con and, um, just try to, to stay as healthy as possible. Cause you're just around so many people and, and during, yeah. And hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. And sanitizer. if you can touch the door with your butt to kick it open, do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how other people get conquered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's sad about my brain is I just pictured two butt cheeks grabbing a doorknob. I don't know what that says about me, but wow, that's that's weird. <laughs> I've never seen Robert do a spit take before. I know. Robert just like spit out his water. No, no, I didn't. I, I got close. it. I just it's took close. a uh, Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, I would also add uh, underarm deodorant as a necessary thing for any visitor. Oh, yeah. Shower. And, and you would be surprised how little that actually happens at these conventions. Although, you know, it would be common sense that people should do that. But it, it's true that there are many that don't. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's just, you know, that's, it's, it's kind of like, it's becoming a more and more dated cliche about like the comic book nerds and like huge movie fans, but you know, they all live in their basement and they don't, they don't believe in things like deodorant. And that was my experience in 2004. I was like, wow, there's just a lot of people here that don't care about the people behind them. And that guy over there is opening a door with his butt. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, many, many of the geeks live up to some of those stereotypes, no matter, you know, the majority are not anything like that, but they still exist. So with that, uh, what do you think, Emma? Should we, should we just ease on into uh, all that's happened with box office or would you guys like to talk about any other uh, San Diego logistics before we (laughs) move on? I I think we have a good kind of a beginner tip guide there for, Mm -hmm. for those that are considering coming out to the convention. Um, I would say as far as other logistics, uh, may the forest be with you if you're doing the hotel lottery, because um, it gets progressively worse each year. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Exactly. <laughs> and when we say odds, we mean a completely randomly generated computer number that nobody has any science or comprehension of. Yeah, it just, it sucks. Not bitter. <laughs> And for some of our newer listeners, just know that that was both a reference to Star Wars and to the Hunger Games. Just wanted to make that clear. That's how we roll. (laughs) That's how we roll. (laughs) And exterminate, so we'll add Doctor Who in there, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a good kind of little beginner guide. Um, We're going to have, like I said, tons of um, interviews coming up from what all we do here this weekend. Um, so stay tuned for that and we'll see which ones come up first. I'm really excited to do the, the walking dead room and see what, if anything, they're going to be allowed to say, cause mm-hmm. I can't imagine anything from the new season that they're going to be allowed to talk about. If any, all. if anybody slips up, that's going to just, oh, no, that's going to be the biggest thing to come out of comic-con yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure they've hammered into them, like, what they can't say. I'm sure they have, but in certain situations with some of the cast members, it hasn't worked before. (laughs) So, so yeah, hopefully it'll... uh, Hopefully it'll still be a good room, even if they're not allowed to say a whole lot. But um, So that's on Friday, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, of course, I've got um, some other cool stuff coming up, too. Uh, but yeah, let's do box office first, and then we'll jump into to what everyone can expect for next week. Brilliant. Um, so I still haven't seen Ghostbusters. How about you? No, I haven't, and it's weird because I keep reading mixed things. It's got a pretty high... Rotten Tomatoes score, but it's only got a 60 on Meta score. So it's weird. Um, it came in second this weekend. It made 46 million at the box office for opening weekend, and of course, the budget to make the film was 144 million. Coming in first was still Secret Life of Pets, which made another 50 million, um, bringing its gross total to 203 million. Um, coming in third, Tarzan with 11.1 million. Finding Dory um, slipped to fourth with 11 million, but that's still, you know, 445 million now domestically. So that's huge. And Mike and Dave need wedding dates, still holding in there <laughs> at fifth. Um, but yeah, the Ghostbuster thing is kind of interesting. And we were actually kind of talking about that a little bit earlier and how there were, um, actually, we may have been talking about that with Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, about how people were going on IMBD and or were reading on Reddit to go on IMBD and um, IMDB. Sorry, <laughs> I I always do that. I always do that. Um, and like give it a bad rating, which is I don't understand why. But I guess there's some people out there that just want everyone to be not happy. <laughs> like I don't. I, it's it's like customer service. Angry customers whether rightfully so or not, are always going to leave a bad review versus people that are happy. And it tends to be that it seems with even movies that the people that are upset over something they think is going to ruin their childhood or shouldn't be rebooted, that they have to go out there and post negative stuff about it everywhere because it's somehow going to change the fact that it's still coming out in theaters that Friday. Yeah. That somehow the, the, the production company is going to go, oh, I'm sorry, you all don't like it. I'm just not going to release it. Or that it's going to make some difference to deter people from going to the movie. What they don't realize is if they do create bad turnouts for those movies, they're ruining future chances of expanding that franchise that they really, really want because it could potentially hurt the movie and turn people away. Mm-hmm. Right. Awful lot of very well, fragile childhoods here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I think that's just the thing. And, and I even heard uh, Melissa McCarthy, I even heard Melissa McCarthy talk about the fact that uh, that initial trailer was confusing. Which, which added to more, I think, of the angst because the, the original trailer actually references 30 years ago, blah, blah, blah happened. So it made it seem like we were, we were living in a world where that Ghostbusters thing had happened already, which I think really, really hurt them. Um, because if, if I understood, like, as a, as a viewer that, oh, this is a completely fresh reboot, I might have given it a little bit of a different, I don't know, a different, viewing angle but yeah i'll admit when i first saw that trailer i was like oh no i'm a horrible sexist because this movie looks horrible i think robert had an interesting facebook experience with uh didn't you post something on your site about the trailer i did and got some very um you know vibrant comments about the trailer you know as, as a marketing person for my day job 
it's extremely important that if you're going to put a trailer or an image of a product out there, you've got to do it right the first time because you could completely right. destroy people's view of that of that product or that um, that license um, by not doing it right. We saw it with uh, John Carter of Mars. We saw it with lots of movies where the marketing just destroys the movie, but it's a great movie. And the trailer that initially came out went straight for the comedy and made it look like right. it was just going to be the, you know, the, the, the four wedding girls go out and, and have a party with ghosts. You know, it didn't seem like Ghostbusters. When they redid the trailer, the second one was a thousand times better, but the damage had already been done. Totally agree. And nothing wrong with the movie at all, or the cast, or the switch around of the roles from all female with the male guy being the, you know, the token hot guy versus, you know, Sigourney Weaver and the flip around from the original one. But um, that initial trailer is what started it all. And people were not willing to look at the second trailer when that happened. I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because it's getting pretty decent reviews. So I wonder if word of mouth will help it. Because the last few times uh, Melissa McCarthy and this director have teamed up, both movies were pretty damn funny. Right, right. I don't know. I still... I still want to see it, so I I still have no no comment on it. I don't know. You didn't see it, did you? I, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I don't have an opinion either way, but I'm definitely not going to not go because of that initial trailer or the comments that I'm seeing from um, the negative Nancys that haven't even seen the movie yet. I definitely still want to yeah. see it. No, totally agree. I, I, I want to see it. I, it'll probably have some of my money. I mean, I, <laughs> frankly, I feel obligated to see it because of the backlash, so... yeah. Yeah. I still haven't watched the original one, so... <laughs> yeah, Meredith is going to be completely, like, she's not going to be jaded at all with us. It'll just be a, a new movie to her. And so. that, that's an interesting yeah. viewpoint. As someone who's not seen the original that goes into this new one, what they think about it without any preconceptions from the original one. Right. On, on a quick aside, I was going to mention, um, if if you're a fan of comedy... Uh, and this happened on accident. I discovered this this morning. There's uh, there's quite a few Louis C.K. and this is Secret Life of Pets. Quite a few Louis C.K. Uh, and um, Kevin Hart videos of them doing kind of press junkets. And I was very amused watching the two of them do press junkets together. So if anybody has any time to kill, you can see a couple of uh, comedy heavyweights talk to reporters that feel like they're in way over their head, which I personally enjoyed. So just throwing that out there. I would love to see that. I was actually watching one with um, Emma Roberts and Dave Franco for Nerve where they had, they were being fed what to say and what to do during the interview and it totally didn't make any sense and the reporters just kind of went with it, oddly enough, which I was trying to think of what I would do in that situation. I was like, well, I probably would go with it too yeah. and then afterwards I'd be like, what was wrong with those people? <laughs> um, but uh, it's a really funny YouTube clip to, to check out too for for the them promoting Nerve, which I also haven't seen. I don't think that comes out for another week, but um, it's pretty amusing. Uh, well, that pretty much closes us out of our, our movie portion. Um, we do have some cool stuff coming up in addition to, you know, what we've kind of talked about. Project Cosplay this Thursday, um, July 21st at Joystick Game Bar, 9 p.m. Um, it will be Ghostbusters themed, so very uh, fitting with our, our conversation here. Um, but really, really awesome group of people are going to be there um, and... I won't be there, but I'll be there in spirit. 
And I'll be back next month. Next month, I will go ahead and give a little bit of a tease. In August, we will, we will be doing Suicide Squad. So that's going to be our, our theme for August. And I've also got a pretty cool press junket next week for Florence Foster Jenkins uh, with one of the cast members of Big Bang Theory, Simon Helberg. And I'll be chatting with him about his role in that film. And we'll have some other cool stuff. So... Be sure to stay on the lookout for all of that. The cool stuff keeps on coming. It does. It does. We're going into the cool season now because we're going back into the TV season. So It's perfect, right? When we're becoming of age as we turn 18. Yeah. Because next week will be the 18th episode. We'll be an adult. Finally. I think for our 21st episode, we should just like take shots of whiskey. That's actually a, a wonderfully good idea. I think I it mean, is. It's not gonna- I, it won't end well, but I love the idea of our 21st episode. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, ha, 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 great idea. Let's do it. I'm on board. Let's do it. I'm going to make a note. <laughs> um, uh, well, that's all we have for this week. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, editor with Fanbolt, and a special thank you to our guests, Jennifer Steele Hi. with Fanbolt, Meredith Jacobs with Buddy TV, and Robert Prentice with 3F by Space. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And I'm Jakai Mickelson from Atlanta Movie Tours. Good luck on the arrival of the little one, which I'm willing to bet is going to happen before our next podcast. Um, but, yeah, keep me posted. Send me a text if it happens. Absolutely, I will. Let's let's take a quick vote in the room. Am I ha- And I, I don't know the answer to this. I just want to get if anybody has any cosmic feeling. Are we having a boy or a girl? Boy. Not sure. I, don't I know. feel like a boy too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with boy. Yeah, I, nice. we all feel like boy. Nice. I like it. All right, that's a weird. And obviously, uh, it will 100% be true now because it was just a <laughs> regency in San Diego. <laughs> it's totally gonna be a girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>